Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios. Colleen Daniel is here, as always, socially distancing from home, along with the About Mansfield news team. This is episode 75. We thank you for being here. Coming up on this episode, it's Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to the brand new Torchy's Tacos with our trivia question of the week. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. This week, the COVID-19 epidemic in Mansfield remains low but stubborn. And an update on the Mars helicopter. MISD is seeking your input on how to spend potential federal relief dollars. Mansfield Parks and Rec is open to suggestions regarding a future recreation and aquatic center and a library. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, we'll be talking about a cocktail that'll wake you up. We have the seven-day weather forecast, and Steve talks in studio with South Western Adventist University Interim President Anna Patterson and Texas Health Mansfield Executive Renee Crawford. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Hi, this is Paul Duncan with Trinity Roofing and Construction. There are over 7,500 roofers in the North Texas area, and when a major hailstorm blows through town, that number skyrockets with companies as far away as Montana. In the planning stages of re-roofing your home, it's normal for customers to ask questions such as, where are they based out of and how many years' experience do they have roofing in North Texas? Trinity Roofing and Construction can answer each of these questions with confidence. As a family-owned, Mansfield-based business since 2011, Trinity Roofing and Construction recently received a Product Excellence Award by Owens Corning and are a Platinum Preferred Contractor with Owens Corning. Contact us today for a free, no-obligation video roof inspection. Rated A-plus with the Better Business Bureau, Trinity Roofing and Construction, a Mansfield company, not only replacing roofs, but building relationships. Find us on the web at trinityroofingconstruction.com. That's trinityroofingconstruction.com. Did you know that Southwestern Adventist University is located right in our backyard? With a small, safe campus, Swahoo provides a Christ-centered learning environment with hands-on experiences and dedicated professors. For a limited time, local freshmen enrolling for fall 2021 will receive a stackable $3,000 scholarship. You can earn a bachelor's in psychology or a master's in counseling at Southwestern Adventist University. Learn more at swau.edu. Hey, business owners, have you thought about growing your business through social media but don't know where to start? Never fear. I'm Sonia Salazar, and Wise Media Group is here offering coaching for do-it-yourself social media marketing, or we can do it for you. We have packages for every budget. Wise Media Group specializes in organic Facebook and Instagram growth. Let's get Mansfield businesses connected in 2021. Give us a call for a free 30-minute consultation at 817 817- That's 817-913-2989. Or find us on social media at Wise Media Group. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Media Group on Facebook and Instagram. Wise Media Group, helping you make wise social media marketing decisions in 2021. 
Hi, I'm Bernie McCraney, assistant to the city manager, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This portion of the news is brought to you by Trinity Roofing and Construction. The COVID-19 epidemic spread is stubbornly still here in Mansfield, just at a low level. Roving science reporter Dennis Webb has the update. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. On Friday, May 28th, Tarrant County reported that 7,410 Mansfieldians had caught the virus, 7,102 had recovered, and 140 had died from the virus since the start over a year ago. We had 30 new cases this past week, an increase from the week before. This number has been up and down since the middle of April, suggesting a stubborn plateau. The county estimates we now have about 308 active cases, a bit above recent weeks. We had no new deaths from COVID-19 in Mansfield this past week. Mansfield ISD has stopped reporting daily active cases as they are on a semester break and the protective measures they are now taking have changed consistent with the low state of the epidemic. This past week, Tarrant County reported that 42% of Mansfield citizens had received at least one immunization compared to 30% countywide. This is progress, but still ways to go to get to immunized herd immunity. Most of Tarrant County's countywide epidemic indicators Indicators are flat. Small decrease in hospitalizations and new cases, though an increase in fatality. 28 citizens died last week, also suggesting a stubborn plateau, though still a very low level of epidemic spread compared to January. Our county judge, Glenn Whitley, encourages all citizens to get vaccinated. There are now a lot of places you can do it. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Mansfield ISD is seeking input from parents, guardians, and other stakeholders to help determine how the district should potentially spend the federal dollars being provided through the Elementary and Secondary School Emergency Relief 3 Fund. The U.S. Department of Education is giving the relief grant to school systems in an effort to respond to the coronavirus pandemic and address student learning loss as a result of it. MISD has applied to receive some of that funding and is wanting the community's valuable feedback on funding needs via an online survey. If you are interested in taking the survey, time is tight. The deadline is Thursday, June 3rd. We have a link to the survey on our website, aboutmansfield.com. Just click on the Links tab. In April 2021, the City Council approved a feasibility study to begin preparing for a new multi-generational recreation center and library facility right here in Mansfield. And to uh, tell us not only about this uh, this facility and possibly the future of this, uh, this facility, but also a meeting where you can voice your input on the phone with us right now is the Marketing and Communications Manager for the Parks and Rec Department is Ann Beck. Welcome to About Mansfield. Good morning, Steve. Nice to talk to you. Tell us about, first of all, uh, the facility and the, the Recreation Center and the Library Facility, where this is going to go, and how can the community voice their input? Yeah, we finished our uh, 10-year master plan uh, last October, and it was about a two-year process. And um, the number one priority out of that that we heard over and over again was that our residents would really like a big recreation center. Lots of communities around us, Burleson has the brick, um, lots, of, lots of other communities have this. 
office. They would like somewhere with uh, indoor fitness, um, some indoor aquatics where we could have swimming lessons and aquatics classes or lap lanes, um, even like some play elements where you could rent it for a party, um, but also classroom space and um, and then all of the usual rec center type components. Um, that was number one by a long shot. Um, and so we knew that that was a high priority. Um, at the same time, the library is desperately in need of um, some new facilities and some expansion. And as we were talking about um, beginning work on our facility, we realized that it would just make sense. It would maximize everybody's dollars and um, really get a lot of exposure for both projects if we combined them into one um, and and made one big facility with uh, both elements combined. So we can have a library and a rec center with aquatics um, all in one facility. So people can come work out and check out a book to read while they uh, are on the treadmill or uh, vice versa. So uh, we really think it'll be a really great, um, you know, kind of the, the new wave of community centers, you know, as we saw during the pandemic, people are, you know, working from home, people are on different schedules, um, but they need places where they can gather safely, um, and a facility like this would give people um, that sort of space. We'd have, you know, study rooms and classrooms and things, um, but also it's something fun to do. So, um, you know, there's a lot to be said for having having something to do, and, and a lot of the modern rec centers have uh, things like indoor playgrounds and and, um, and, you know, outdoor elements and gyms and, and things like that where uh, just on the weekend the family can all go together and hang out and have something for everyone to do. Is there a location? Is this going to be at the place where the MAC and the library are or a new location? It will definitely be in a new location. Um, the for sure location has not been confirmed. We are tentatively looking at a 12-acre uh, tract that the city owns um, in the middle of the shops at Broad. It's basically behind the Star Center. Um, this is a really exciting spot for us for a couple of reasons, um, one of which is that the new linear trail extension that's under construction right now actually wraps around this property, so the new facility would literally be on our trail. So someone could hop on the linear trail and uh, take a, you know, bike ride or run to the center and then, you know, work out or whatever at the rec center um, before going home. It would also give us the ability to do things like bike rentals or skate rentals from our facility that people could then get on the trail right there and use it. So access to the linear trail um, is huge. We, we try really hard to connect all of our parks and, and things like that. So it, it would be amazing if we could do that. We also think it's a really great location because of all the visitors um, that come to Shops at Broad for the Star Center and Fieldhouse. And, um, you know, they could be getting day passes. It'd be something extra to do there. Uh, and, you know, it, it would be a lot of traffic. We think it's a great spot. It just has not been confirmed yet. So that's, that's the goal. Gotcha. Now, the Parks and Rec Department is seeking the input from the public and tell us about uh, where this is going to take place and when. 
Absolutely. We do not want to design anything that people don't want. Uh, it doesn't do us any good uh, because it won't get used. So we need to know um, from everybody out there what they would like to see in this facility. I, I mean, I, I've talked about lots of different options. There's a, about a million options that we could do. We do not have unlimited budget or space. Uh, so we do have to make some tough choices. So we want to be sure that all those choices really are um, reflective of what the community wants. We're having a public meeting on Tuesday, June 8th at 6.30 at the community room in the uh, Vernon Newsom Stadium. Um, and we would love to see everybody come out and uh, hear from both our staff and we have some consultants who design these kinds of things that are going to be answering a lot of questions. There's going to be some interactive activities and whatnot to really get a better grasp of what the possibilities are, what the budget is, how all of that stuff works together. Um, also, immediately following the meeting, we will have an online survey that will go live, um, and that will be shared, of course, to our website and social media where people can take the survey and and, um, and do the same thing, add, add their thoughts and ideas. Um, and then over the next couple months, as the process gets underway, we will have more meetings and more um, opportunities for people to have their voices heard. Tuesday, June 8th, 6.30 p.m. at the Vernon Newsom Stadium Community Room. And then you've got the online survey, which also launches Tuesday, June 8th at 7 p.m. on the MansfieldTexas.gov website. A vision for Mansfield's future recreation center and library. And Beck, have I missed anything? Just one little thing I would like to point out. The goal with building a new facility would be that once, uh, once we have the new center open, the existing MAC and library would then be converted into a dedicated senior space. Um, active adults is, is what they call it now, but um, they would have it would have the gym that's already there. Um, we'd be able to add some fitness there, and then still have classroom space, community space, things like that. So um, not only would the project give us a brand new rec center that would of course be open to everyone, but it would also give us the opportunity to have a dedicated um, active adult space for our seniors in the community. That's the marketing and communications manager for the Parks and Rec Department, Ann Beck. Appreciate your time. Let's take a trip now to Mars on the recent flight of Ingenuity, the little helicopter that could. Science reporter Dennis Webb gives us the update. Dennis? Last week, Ingenuity flew its sixth test flight on Mars and got into a little trouble. Midway through the flight, it starts to wobble as much as 20 degrees from level flight. The computer told the rotor blades how to muscle through, and Ingenuity landed pretty much where they told it to go. Within a couple days, the wizards of the Jet Propulsion Laboratory announced they had figured out what went wrong and they know how to fix it. A good thing. I think what they figured out happened is interesting, and I'll explain. First, I need to describe how the Ingenuity figures out where it is and what it needs to do to get where it has been told to go. Ingenuity's computer is pretty much a tiny cell phone computer that executes a script sent from the Earth that says something like, rise three meters above the surface, fly 100 meters to the west at one meter per second, and land. Ingenuity navigates its flight, knowing where it is and how fast it is flying, using three sensors. First, an inertial measurement unit, fancy term, that measures acceleration in three axes, up, down, left, right, forward, backwards. The measured accelerations over time can be computed into how fast you are going and where you are. This inertial measurement unit is pretty much the same one as in your smartphone, and it does all sorts of useful and fun things for some of your apps. Second, Ingenuity has a laser altimeter that measures how high it is you are above the surface. Your smartphone and its apps apparently have 
have no need for a laser altimeter. Third, the helicopter has a video camera looking down to help understand Ingenuity's motion relative to the terrain below. This terrain camera and its software cannot distinguish between an alien spaceship and a rock, but all it needs to do is be able to provide a sequence of pictures at regular intervals and be able to measure how much a feature in the image, say the shadow of a rock, has moved between frames, a way of figuring speed and distance, which is something you also compute from the inertial measurement unit's accelerometers. So, these three instruments periodically, up to 500 times a second, send their measurements to the little computer that computes an estimate of where the computer is relative to the scripted flight profile, and either continues on track or makes slight corrections to the rotor speed and pitch of the rotor blades to get back on track, pretty much the way all helicopters work. The computation that figures this out includes a thing called a Kalman filter, K-A-L-M-A-N, named after a mathematician that came up with it, Dr. Rudolf Kalman, a Hungarian who immigrated to the U.S. in 1943. A Kalman filter is a powerful, useful tool for a lot of things, from the autofocus on your camera to the Apollo landings on the moon, and pretty much everything we use to fly in the air and in space. I think the USA worked out how to use the Kalman filters in the development of our intercontinental ballistic missile systems in the 1950s and 60s, so as applied mathematics, it is a very mature engineering tool. The Kalman filter has to know something about the characteristics of the noise and errors in each sensor. Only God could make a perfect electronic sensor, but he doesn't sell them. Factor this into the calculation, and if it sees sensors disagreeing about something, makes the best estimate of where they are, figures out how to get the confused bird to the destination. It's kind of magic. An old Air Force training class on missile guidance summarizes it this way. The missile knows where it is at all times. It knows this because it knows where it isn't. By subtracting where it is from where it isn't, it obtains a difference or deviation. The guidance subsystem uses deviations to generate corrective commands to drive the missile from the position where it is to a position where it isn't, and arriving at a position where it wasn't, it now is. This goes on like this for about three paragraphs and is really funny to rocket people. Though it generally describes some of the work of the Kalman filter without going through all the matrix mathematics that is computed it iteratively across time. So, back to the Mars helicopter ingenuity. What the JPL wizards figured out, everything was working as it was supposed to except for one thing. The terrain camera sends each frame of video with a time tag. Somehow the time tags got out of sync with the photos. So the terrain camera was thinking we had only flown one meter at a time the IMU thought we were had flown two meters. The rotor control system went into oscillations fighting to correct deviances that were not real. But the Kalman filter tamed the confused system enough to get it to its destination by burning a little more battery charge than had been planned. Who's a good Kalman filter? You're a good Kalman filter. The JPL robot wizards figured this out across the solar system and already know how to prevent it from happening again. This is actually a normal day in flight testing of new systems, which is what Ingenuity is. The first time we were going to launch the space shuttle, the shuttle computers split apart from each other right before launch, a scary moment, stopping that day's launch attempt. After this happened, part of my job was to shepherd the computer memory dumps through the shuttle's telemetry system so the IBM designers in Houston could figure out what happened. We were all initially baffled, but within a few hours, our own Houston IBM wizards, some of the smartest people I have ever worked with, they figured it out. It was a subtle timing problem that happens one time in 10,000 computer reboots. Immediately
immediate solution was just reboot the computer, and they later fixed the software so it didn't ever happen again. Engineering would be so much simpler if we did not have to deal with the passage of time. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Brian Sarton's mixing up a concoction, and he's here to tell you all about it with the Cocktail of the Week. Brian? This week's Cocktail of the Week is the Espresso Martini. The Espresso Martini is a cocktail name familiar to all but the most inexperienced of drinkers, but it always wasn't known as such. The drink was actually invented in 1983 by a gentleman by the name of Dick Badsell, who during his tenure at the Soho Brazier, which was a very popular bar in England, the drink was originally called the Vodka Espresso. And legend has it that a young future supermodel sidled up to the bar and asked Dick to make her a cocktail that would wake her up and f*** her up. He mixed her a drink using vodka, sugar, coffee liqueur, and a shot of espresso that he pulled from the espresso machine right next to his station. It's a story that has helped the drink regain an edginess that has most modern cocktails have failed to replicate. Dick was the shining light of the London bar scene in this decade, and you might recognize his other famous creation, the Bramble, the Russian Spring Punch, and the Treacle. It was soon renamed as the pharmaceutical stimulant during Dick's time at a London bar, the pharmacy, and then eventually it shifted back to the Vodka Espresso. However, drinks have a life of their own once they become popular, and the tenacity in the late 90s for giving anything in a martini glass the suffix martini, chocolate martini, watermelon, apple, take your pick, meant that it soon passed on to the public consciousness as the espresso martini. But as always, don't worry about taking notes on the proportions and the preparation, as I will always post them on bourbongospel.com. The perfect espresso martini is the very first one that Dick made, and of its time, it was completely original and unique. But we've come pretty close in creating this recipe with five basic rules. But here's what you need to make the drink. You need two ounces of a good quality vodka. You need one ounce of coffee liqueur. You need one shot of fresh espresso. And you need half an ounce of simple syrup. To prepare the cocktail, you're going to mix all the ingredients into a shaker glass, fill with fresh cubed ice, and shake hard, again, until the shaker becomes so cold your hand starts to freeze. You're going to double strain it into a chilled coupe or martini glass, and then you're going to garnish with three coffee beans. The mixture of the coffee liqueur, the vodka, and the espresso is going to create a nice creamy top to the drink, which gives it one of its most expressive uh, visual things. Now, with espresso, I can't express how much the good quality, well-made shot of espresso is to this cocktail. You can allow the coffee to cool down a bit, as that will prevent the ice from not watering the drink. But remember that coffee begins to oxidize the second it's been ground, and you want to avoid this as much as possible due to the bitterness created in this process. Second, remember to shake hard. Again, to get that creamy, that crema at the very top, you want that to be created by the hard shaking of the cocktail. You want to be flexible with the amount of the simple syrup. 
Again, we've actually called for a half ounce, but depending on the bitterness of your espresso, you may need a little more or a little less. So be flexible with that. Use a quality vodka. As Ted Allen says, life is too short to drink cheap booze. So get a good quality vodka as that's the primary thing that holds up this drink. And remember, as always, presentation with all of your drinks is key. We drink, we taste with our eyes before we ever put it in our mouth. So make sure this is a well-presented cocktail. Place those three coffee beans in a nice, pleasant presentation and have fun. That's the key of what I want you to do at home is have fun, experiment, wow your friends with your technique and your professionalism. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And as Mark Twain says, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Sunday is National Gardening Exercise Day, which encourages us to maximize the benefits we reap from gardening by adding some stretches and a few extra steps or squats. Gardening on its own is therapeutic. It helps build muscles and burns calories. Some of the gardening activities that are excellent for such includes weeding, digging, spading, planting, pruning, mowing, raking, and perhaps walking, or as I've been doing lately, laying down 100-pound pieces of flagstone. Being out in the fresh air and sunshine are also added benefits. Incorporating stretching into a gardening routine may also help prevent injury. Adding squats will contribute to building or maintaining muscle, and walking extra steps may make gardening more aerobic if it increases the heart rate. So let's see if the weather's going to cooperate, whether you are planning to plant petunias or watering your weeping willow. Colleen? I'm thinking those weeping willows will not warrant watering, Steve. The forecast for the next seven days here in Mansfield, Texas, looks a lot like what we saw over the last seven days, with continuing chances for rain for at least the next seven days. We're also looking at continued below-normal temperatures, with highs in the low 80s and lows in the upper 60s to low 70s. As far as National Gardening Exercise Day is concerned, perhaps you'll burn some extra calories trying to extricate your feet from the mud in your rain-soaked yard on Sunday. You'll probably want to turn to your diet for that vitamin D, because it looks like we might be short on sunshine. The Tarrant Regional Water District says summer's coming, but not yet, and recommends that you keep your irrigation controller off this week. Lawns are saturated from the rains we've experienced so far this spring. The weekly watering advice is designed for you to take control of your outdoor water use and only apply what your lawn needs. Summer is quickly closing in on us, so be sure your sprinklers are ready to not waste water. As always, you can view a map of watering recommendations for North Texas at waterisawesome.com. Congratulations to Caitlin Manry, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What was the Blessing Funeral Home's two-story building originally used for in 1877? According to the Visit Mansfield website, college founder Dr. John Collier and his family occupied the lower floor while the upper floor housed some of the female educators and students. It was the first house in Mansfield to have indoor plumbing. 
Caitlin has won a $25 gift card to Our Place Restaurant. Coming up after the break, it is this week's Trivia Question of the Week. Stay with us. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel and the rest of the About Mansfield News team. This is About Mansfield. Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities. can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows such as Ask Philip, On the Mark, Grown and Unfiltered, and Daughter of the Other Woman, just to name a few, and handles post-production duties for remote clients such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Epic Voices and Conversations from Palm Springs. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 right here in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and you get to record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast or if you're just looking for a better place to record podcast mansfield recording studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com that's podcastmansfield.com hey mansfield did you know cannabis is legal in texas i'm sonia salazar co-owner of wise wellness as cannabis educators and advocates we can answer any questions you have regarding hemp derived cbd wise wellness carries a variety of products including oils topicals edibles and pet products we are located on fm 157 beside Mansfield Fun Jewelry. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, we are offering a buy one, get one free special on select products. Just mention the podcast at checkout. Follow us on social media for our latest updates. Search for Wise Wellness. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. See you soon. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to the brand new Torchy's Tacos. They are open right now, located in the shops at Broad, featuring damn good tacos, a full bar, and award-winning queso. You can find them on the internet at torchystacos.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, the Mansfield Independent School District not only has a collection of elementary, intermediate, middle, and high schools, but also has pre-K, STEM, and career and technology academies, as well as an alternative education center and an early college high school. This week's trivia question is, all totaled, how many schools are there within the MISD organization? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, 
All totaled, how many schools are there within the MISD organization? Good luck, and thanks to Jessica at Torchies for the gift card. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And in the studio today, if you are a regular listener to the podcast, and if you really pay attention, you will notice that we do run commercials for Southwestern Adventist University and the nice thing about SWAU and Southwestern Adventist University, they are located in Keene, which is, again, outside of Mansfield, but very, very easy to get to. If you hop on Heritage Parkway, start heading west, Heritage Parkway turns into 917, and 917 turns into the the, uh, the road that SWAU is on. So, there are some options if you are thinking on going to college. There are some options around the Metroplex that are only 30 minutes away. You've got UTA, you've got TCU, you've got Southwestern Adventist University. And in the studio today, we have the interim president, Anna Patterson. Welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you. Happy to be here. And we also have a an alum. Actually, both of you are alums, and we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, we have the HR director from Texas Health Mansfield, which is the brand new hospital in Mansfield, down 287 at Lone Star Road. Renee Crawford, welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you so much, Steve. Happy to be here. And it is a pleasure to have both of you. So let's talk about the university first. And uh, Anna, since you are the, the interim president, and you've been the interim president for less than a year, if I recall. Uh, yeah, like a, about a week. About a week. <laughs> <laughs> About a week. Yes. This is very new. Yes. I was the special assistant to the president for a year, and our president actually made a move to one of our sister institutions in Tennessee. So, I am filling the gap, you can say, as the interim president right now. And and how does that come about for when you're the assistant to the president and they say, Anna, you're it? How did that come about? Uh, well, the special assistant to the president role was an administrative role. Um, I was part of the president's cabinet and really shadowing a lot of what the president was doing and taking on administrative initiatives. Uh, so when he made the announcement that he was going to be moving on um, and offered to recommend my name as the interim president to our board of trustees, it was definitely an, an honor and a responsibility um, that I, I care very deeply for the school. And would like to see it move forward, so was happy to take the spot. Do you envision that when a decision is made, that your name will be in the hat for permanent president position? Time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. By the way, I've got to mention that that uh, one of the best kept secrets in the entire Metroplex is on your campus, mm-hmm. the Dinosaur Museum. Yes, which. I visited back in January. We had Jared Wood, the Dr. Jared Wood, uh, one of your professors on the podcast and and it it piqued my interest so much that yeah, my wife and I went out and we visited and you can go to the Fort Worth Science Museum, you can go to the Perot Museum and you can see dinosaur bones, but you cannot see what would be considered the raw bones that that yes. that um that are out there on display, the bones that ha- are that were recently excavated and have yet to be worked on 
and that's part of the tour. The Dinosaur Museum really is a gem, and it is open to the public. So if anybody would like to come to our campus and bring your children and visit the Dinosaur Museum, um, it is open to the public. And it is a working museum, uh, because when you are taking your tour, a lot of times your tour guide might be one of our biology students. Yes. And part of the tour includes this long windowed um, area where you can see our students working on cleaning the dinosaur bones. And those dinosaur bones are brought to our campus from Wyoming. Every summer, we're part of a dinosaur dig, and that dinosaur dig uh, involves many students, community members, so it is open as well if there are community members that want to attend the dig in Wyoming for part, uh, if not all, and it is also offered for college credit for a paleontology class. Um, some high school seniors can take it as dual credit if they want to earn a science lab over the summer, so there are lots of opportunities to really get in there and have some hands-on learning experiences. Our tour guide was one of the students who had been to the excavation in Wyoming, and which I, which made it more fascinating. I mean, you you know, you can get a docent at a museum to talk about the bones and stuff, but they've never been to an actual dig. And then on the wall is this massive map of the the ranch that they go to each year and they say okay yes this is where we found this bone and this is where we found that bone and extremely fascinating and again I think it's the Metroplex's best kept secret. We are open. We would love to invite if you uh, are part of a school and you want to bring a class for a field trip. And even if you can't make it to Wyoming, one very interesting thing that we've started this year, and Dr. Wood may have touched on it, are paleontology classes on Sundays for children as young as six years old. So they can come to our campus and learn about uh, what a paleontologist does and what it's really like to work on these bones. He even does. Uh, basically buried bones uh, on our campus for the children to get the experience of what it would be like to dig them up, which I thought was ingenious. So uh, lots of opportunities for hands-on learning, which I think is, is so important to get students thinking about what they want to do in their future. Let's talk about students. Renee, you are an alum of SWAU, and what made you what made you pick Southwestern Adventist University as, as your place of education? Well, I feel like God led me there. I had already attended a couple of different universities, and uh, the summer before my junior year, I uh, decided to go to Southwestern Adventist University. Both my parents graduated from there, and um, it was a side exciting new opportunity for me. You mentioned your parents go there. This university's been around for a long time. and 127 years. And it's the only, something you had mentioned off mic, but it's the only... Four-year university in Johnson County. Swawu. Mm -hmm. And it's only a half hour from Mansfield. Yes. Why would someone from Mansfield choose Swawu over any other university in the area? I believe that we offer something unique. Uh, first of all, it's a very small learning environment where you're surrounded and nurtured by Christian professors who care about you every step of the way. We're a small campus. We have about 800 students on our campus, but we also offer an online program where you can earn your degree completely online. Uh, but 
online or on campus, I think that what makes us special is the atmosphere. You're supported uh, from the very first uh, step uh, and then through career choices uh, and internship opportunities and just support. Uh, so if you are somebody who is looking for that experience where you're going to get to intimately know your professors, you're not going to be a number. Your professors are going to be the ones grading your papers. You're not going to have a teacher's assistant and never actually get to your professor. Your professors are your academic advisors. So the academic advisors are in, have intimate knowledge about the program that you're in. I think that all of those things really work together to create a personalized environment in a Christian atmosphere. Just like on other college campuses, there are specific colleges that have specific types of learning, whether it's nursing or architecture or what have you. There, what are the different types of programs available for incoming students? We offer a variety of programs. I'll, I'll highlight a few. Uh, our largest program on campus is actually our nursing program. And we have a new building. It's uh, just two years old that is amazing. And if anybody is interested in nursing, we have two cohorts. We accept students in the fall and the spring into our nursing program. And we have an amazing simulation lab, um, wonderful professors, and partnerships with local hospitals in order for our nursing students to get all of the training that they need with their clinicals. So that's our largest program. We also have an education department that offers a master's in education as well as an undergraduate program in education and a business department, which is actually, I taught in the business department for seven years as an assistant professor. And our business department has some wonderful programs and extracurricular programs centered around entrepreneurship uh, which helps our students as well, those that are interested in business. This is obviously a university where they, they can get their bachelor's, their master's. We have master's in education and psychology. You'd mentioned the health program, the nursing program. And is there a relationship then with, uh, because I know that Texas Health Mansfield is part of the Advent Health System. Is there a relationship between the university and the hospital? We are working towards that uh, type of program being available through the university in connection with the hospital. It is a work in progress, but it would go through Advent Health, and the students would be uh, able to apply from the university to go through the program. What education, Renee, uh, program did you go through, and how did that help you get into the position of an HR director? So I graduated with a bachelor's of business administration and management. And um, my senior year, I uh, was in an internship program locally with a printing company that led me to my first job coming out of college. And I feel like God just uh, planted the seeds and made a path for me where uh, my first job, I developed leadership skills, um, which eventually led me into human resources where I am now. We talked off mic about you were you were born in California. You moved to Texas before you were a year old. So you're let's call you a native Texan. Did you grow up in this area? I grew up my early years in Austin. Okay, but I've been here in this area since uh, 1986. So wow, quite a few years. Yes. And do you live in the Mansfield? I live in Burleson and commute to Mansfield. So it's a short drive. Not too bad. What's your favorite thing about Mansfield? Well, my favorite thing 
Is Jet's Pizza. <laughs> Jet's, yes. Okay. But no, I absolutely love working at this brand new hospital, and um, it's a wonderful environment, and um, it's just full of great people ready to serve this community. Shout out to Jet's Pizza out there on Debbie Lane. They're off of, just off of Matlock, right next door to uh, Lifetime Fitness. Anna, are you a native Texan as well? Oh, I was hoping, well, can I call myself a Texan? Yes, you can. Sure. I was actually born and raised in New York City. Wow. Yes, but I have been in Texas since 1995. So I, I think I'm a Texan now. I'm raised my three children here in Texas. So You, you got here before I did. Yeah. So you're, that's okay. I consider myself a Texan. What are the cultural differences? Obvi I mean, obviously, there are some huge differences between massive skyscrapers and and uh, and living out really in in the country but uh, some cultural differences between having lived in New York and then living in Texas well when I first arrived I arrived here when I started college um, at Southwestern Adventist University and I had never been west of like the Tennessee line I had been up and down the East Coast so when I first arrived I think the the most telling difference was that people made eye contact and were very friendly and even strangers would wave at you and I wasn't used to that because I was raised with the mentality of you know look down don't make eye contact <laughs> don't wave at anybody that you don't know so so uh, the friendliness blew me away, and I always felt like I talked faster and walked faster than everyone around me, so I had to learn how to slow down a bit. And the dialogue's a little slower. Yes, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Depends where you are in New York. Okay, coming from New York, what made you choose Swahoo for your education? So, uh, actually... Southwestern Adventist University is one of 13 Adventist higher education institutions in North America. So when I was making my decision for where to go to school, you know, like most teenagers, I was looking at where my friends were going and... Um, there were several school options. I wanted a Christian college. I wanted that small atmosphere. And there just happened to be a boy that was coming to Texas. So I guess you can say I followed a boy. You followed a boy. <laughs> <laughs> and did that work out? This August, we'll be married for 25 years. I so congratulate you. <laughs> well done. Well done. As the interim president... What are your goals or your vision for SWAU, and how do they differ from the immediate past president? Well, I think that my goals right now are to keep the momentum that we have and to raise awareness for the university. Any time that our students are out in the community, I'm so proud of the talent that they exude. Um, one of the programs that I didn't mention is our music department. We have an amazing music department. They perform every year at the Meyerson, and it's a concert that will just take your breath away. Um, they have performed at many local churches, churches in Fort Worth, and so for me, it's really highlighting the talent of the students that we have and where they go. Um, speaking of our partnership with Texas Health in Mansfield, mm -hmm. um, aside from our nursing program, our business department also offers internships through Advent Health. And one of our recent graduates is completing an internship in business administration, and one of her rotations is at Texas Health Mansfield. So uh, we want to get our students out in the community. 
and get them engaged with internships and job opportunities so that they stay local and that they can continue to serve the communities in our surrounding area. And one thing that caught my attention is that there's an on-campus radio station. Yes. So 88.3 The Journey. You can hear it in Mansfield. It's a contemporary Christian radio station. It's housed on our campus. And we're so proud of the radio station and the growth that they've experienced in recent years. And, uh, you know, that's a ministry in and of itself. And we're so happy to house it on our campus. So there is a communications program on campus then? Yes, there's a communications program. The chair of the communications program is also the manager of our radio station. And many of our students have the opportunity to work at the radio station. So I think there's no better training for a long-term field than to actually have hands-on experience in what you want to do. Let's go back to Renee for just a couple of minutes. What does it mean to you to have a Seventh-day Adventist hospital here in Mansfield? It's an absolute blessing for our community to have a faith-based hospital right here with dedicated uh, team members who care for each other, care for the patients, and care for the business. They respect each other, and they respect this community and want to provide the best possible care available. We do have a dedicated uh, community engagement manager, so she's making connections with businesses, and um, we have offer volunteer opportunities for our team members to go out and be a part of the community and be ambassadors for our hospital in the community. Your hospital is brand new. It's only been open since December. December 1. And, and which is, by the way, a fabulous addition to Mansfield. We're so happy to be here. <laughs> Being in the, the HR department, I, I don't know if you can address the, the COVID protocols or has the hospital started administering COVID vaccinations? Yes. Is this a place to go where? Uh... So we have had, um, I believe, three clinics for our team members to receive COVID vaccines. We've had one community day where uh, family members were invited to make appointments and come in. But um, right now we've just focused on um you know, providing the COVID vaccine for our team members. All right. So, Renee, that you're not only did your parents go to SWAU, not only did you go to SWAU, but your your next generation is also going to SWAU. That's correct. Um, my husband went to SWAU. We wow. met there. And our oldest daughter will be graduating next year with her accounting degree and also pre-med. Uh, prerequisites. So we're really excited about that to have three generations graduating from the university. It's a family affair. It really is. <laughs> Anna, if anyone wanted to have some more information about SWAU, the Southwestern Adventist University in Keene, Texas, if they wanted information about enrollment or the programs that are offered, where would they find that information? So the easiest place to find that information is on our website, swau.edu. And really, the trip from Mansfield is not that far. So right off of 917, you are more than welcome to stop by our campus. And we are open for visitors if you'd like to stop by and tour the campus and get some more information in person. And Renee... Since you're right down the street uh, at, at 287 and Lone Star uh, Road, the Texas Health Mansfield Hospital, if, if, if someone wanted more information, even if they wanted to contact you to fill out a job application, since you're the HR director, or if you want to say something stellar about the, the hospital, uh, 
How can they uh, know more information about uh, about Texas Health Mansfield? I definitely want to encourage Mansfield uh, residents to uh, look for us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, and follow us there. You'll be able to find out about community events and things that are going on at the hospital. And of course, if you're looking for a job, you can always check out, um, look for Texas Health Mansfield um, and Advent Health. And they, they can just do a search on the internet and, and yes, look up can. the hospital. Yes, absolutely. Anna Patterson, Interim President of Southwestern Adventist University, and Renee Crawford, the HR Director for Texas Health Mansfield, both alumni of SWAU. We appreciate you being on About Mansfield. Thank you very much. Thank you. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will talk in studio with Elvis T. Busboy. We will have the latest Mansfield news, talk, and information. Until then, please don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacey Main and Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. School Board Recap, Courtney Wilson. Home Improvement feature, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week feature, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield.